What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Rural Pastor Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Pickens. we got a lot to talk about in this episode. So this one's going to be probably longer than normal, maybe. I don't know. Um, we try to keep her down about 15 minutes, but I don't know if we can do that today. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, so a lot of people asked, hey, man, what in the world is going on? So, first and foremost, uh, it has been a very hard past probably three or four months, maybe five months. Yeah, five months. Uh, We lost our son in June. Uh, He was here nine days. Um, Then, after that, it has been utter chaos. Um, But we're dealing with that now. We're... uh, you know, I'm not in ministry right now, which is a good thing um, because it was killing us. It was killing me. It was stressing my wife out. Um, now, let me explain. So, anybody that's a senior pastor knows wholeheartedly that it is the most stressful job ever, especially when your congregation isn't on your side. Um, and now let me explain that. So, when I first got hired at the church, I was told that they want change. So, in in my book of change, it is a utter reversal of what is, um, or an utter like not being the exact thing that we was. Does that make sense? Like, it's a literal change. There's a change that happens. And I'm not being mean toward anybody, and I'm not, like, trying to bash the church, but, like, there is so much bad that was going on um, in the church. I mean, like, there was idleness. There was, you know let's throw money at things, that kind of stuff. And I'm not being mean toward that, but it's just, it wasn't reaching the community. And it still probably won't. Like, they're going to have to have a pastor that pretty much, when they get hired on, to tell them, hey, the council is not the pastor. The council is not the final word. The council isn't the council. Like, that's something that I should have done on day one was say, we're disbanding the council, we're creating elders and deacons, and that's the end of it. Like, that's what should have happened in my book. Um, It's one of the bigger things that, you know, once you look at the Bible and compare it to the church, that is where a lot of your changes should happen. And that's, that's an issue. Like, okay, so they were Methodists and they went to non-denominational, but they still held on to Methodist tradition. And I will say that. Like, it is a very nasty thing is having traditional religion. Um, and I'm going to say that proudly on here because you cannot be traditional in this age, like it may have worked back in the 1940s or the 1950s or the 60s or whatever, but in 2022, tradition is dead. And God, and it's funny because like everybody's like, well, 
it's just a wholesome religion. It's just you know old time religion. Well, let's get let's get one church out of the whole block and have them as the old time religion church like that. Let's make a denomination, brothers and sisters. Let's make a denomination and call it the old time religion church. Like, and that's for the old timers. And I'm not being mean. I'm not being any way, shape, or form mean. But it was really hard on me and my wife. We, we, you know, we're past, you know, I was the pastor. And it felt like every decision, everything that I made had to be questioned, had to be talked about. Um, when I preached, I preached from what God gave me. And I was, I was criticized in a meeting where members actually it was kind of funny it was only like five or six members of the church but out of 40 that was regularly coming and the reason why and I found out a lot of people didn't come back because and it wasn't because of the senior pastor but it was because it was dead they said the only lively thing was you preaching and I said oh and I was like okay and then we were talks, we had talks about doing another service, more modern worship, and uh, never did happen. Like there were so many things that we had planned, and and another thing is like, I'm gonna be fairly blunt. They put everything on the senior pastor. Like nobody stepped up and said, "Hey, I'm gonna help you out." Hey. Let's go do some stuff. Hey, let's do this. Let's do that. Hey, um, I'm going to take this on. You know, nobody did that. It was always, hey, the senior pastor has to do it. Senior pastor has to do it. Plan it out. Do this. Do that. Call these people. That's something that, like, we're in 2022. I, first off, let me explain. It is, let, I'm going to preach this. It is the, not even the deacons, it's the elders' position to call or to get a hold or to help the pastor communicate with the older people of the church. Did you know that? That's scriptural. Like, I, I get so aggravated whenever I was in position as a senior pastor that like people were like, well, you got to do this. Well, it's not a part of my job. My job is to shepherd the flock. My job is to point at people and say, hey, you're doing wrong. Let's fix it. Like, I get really confused because scripturally, I'm not the one that's supposed to do it. It's the council's position or the elders of the church. Let's rephrase that. I hate that word council. Like, I, if this is something that, like, me and my wife, we talked about, um, we're going to take a couple months off, uh, about three or four months of just no ministry. We're just going to go to church, and that's it. Nobody's going to drag us into ministry. We're going to sit and just, you know what I mean, repair and reflect and just, you know, we have to heal ourselves because no one else is. And uh, it's one of the big reasons we moved from Summersville to Boone County because we have to heal. Um, we were really hurt up there. And, like, I mean, in one of the meetings, the lead council member, whatever, 
looked at my wife and pretty much told her to shut up because she was defending me. After all, I was at the church all the time. I worked at the church. I did things at the church. I went and evangelized, which is the church's position, not mine. And it really scared me. It really did. I had one of the deacons look at me and say, um, I call them deacons or whatever, but anyways, I had one of the people come up to me and say that you, you, do you think it's not your position to go talk to people? And I said, no, no, no. I said, it's, it's my position as a Christian, not as a senior pastor. I said, I'll go talk to people because it is my duty as a Christian. But as far as a senior pastor, there is nothing in the scriptures that says that the senior pastor should go and pray for people and talk to people. I said, but it says that let the elders of the church pray for people and their sicknesses. And people don't understand that as part of scripture. They don't understand that, oh, wait a minute, maybe I'm wrong. And that's my thing is like, I get so overwhelmed by churches nowadays. So, anyways, we ended up leaving. Um, um, we ended up leaving there. I, I pretty much got a phone call and said, hey, either you leave on your own accord or we're making you resign or we're going to fire you, whatever. And it's stupid, like, I've never heard of that. Like, I've never, especially a pastor that has the passion that I do. And I'm not trying to, you know, pat my own back and say I'm an amazing pastor. But I really, really, it's really setting back, you know. And I had people during revival look at the revivalist people and say, oh, uh, I wish you was our pastor, like, right in front of me, and of all things, like, and then try to deny it in a meeting, and then they say, oh, well, I did say it, after, after the fact that I said, well, it was caught on video, <laughs> like, it's on one of the videos, it's the last little bit, and I was like, oh, that's just great, um, people are gonna think, you know, my congregation don't even want me as their pastor, and that was scary, for me, that really hurt. Um, that set me back as a pastor there. And everybody's like, well, what was you trying to do? Make it into a mega church? And I'm like, no, at all. Not at all. Um, the biggest thing that I was trying to do is bring them out of the dark ages. And uh, it just didn't work. You can't, I, I believe this, you can't resurrect a dead horse. Um, only God can. And it has to be literally a, um, and I will say this, that whenever that kind of resurrection happens, it happens when uh, it comes to a point where it has to be. Does that make sense? Like, it has to happen. They have to want it. They have to be down to five members. They have to, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what else to say because it really... For them, it's going to take them losing probably their whole congregation before they even break. And that's scary. 
It's scary. That's the day and age that we live in because older churches doesn't want to change. They hold on tight to what they had. And they don't realize that what they had is dead religion. And Jesus is saying, hey, come unto me. And our focus shouldn't be on what we, what I want, but what God wants. Makes sense? That's what I preached that last couple weeks was, you know, it isn't about me, but it's about God. And I don't know. I, I just find that to me one of the most interesting things of, of Christians is that we want what we want and forget what God wants. Does that make sense? And that's where they're at. They That's just, to me, that's where they are and that's just what they're going to do. They're going to want what they want and forget what the pastor wants. Forget what um, the pastor feels like God's vision for the church. Like That's what's funny is God's vision of the church was this, and I'll give you this. I don't even talk about the visions of churches, but what God gave me as a vision was a church that is going into the community and reaching the community. Not just only teenagers and kids and stuff like that, but we're reaching the community and people of the entirety of families to come in and say, hey, this is a place of rest. This is a place where God will meet you every Sunday. And we create a dynamic worship service. Does that make sense? A dynamic worship service where people come in, we still sing a little couple old hymns, but we update them, and we have church. And then we have a service, we have, you know, I get up and preach, and then that would be the end of it. That's Sunday morning. And then Sunday night, we do another service, more more pushing toward a prayer slash uh, worship service to where we pray for the community and we go out and we do things. Um, like do a project once a month. And then from that we have our Wednesday night worship or our Wednesday night Bible study and prayer and also have our children's and teen ministries come. And that was just the vision. That was what God gave me and then you know, eventually leading, sorry, ah, I hit a speed bump. Um, eventually leading to <clears throat> us going out into the communities and doing things. Praying for people and uh, just, I don't know, I, I just find that, like doing what we call, I was going to start a thing called prayer groups. And it's where two people go out and they go to different places and they pray. I don't know. It never did happen. It never, the the vision never, never, the vision never manifested because people's faith were weak, because people's faith were in themselves than they are in God. So that was where we was at, and that's sad. Like I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It's one of the. Whew, I'll say this. It is on my top three most hurt most hurt moments it probably hit number one um, of where I, I watched as my kids cried I watched as my wife cried and I watched as myself break down um, and that's sad it really is it's really sad but you know what God has a plan and a purpose
purpose. And that's kind of what I told my wife this morning, you know. We have a plan. We have a purpose that God is going to do something amazing. And um, <clears throat> not going to lie, after that, I have been in the most craziest positions ever. Like, to be honest with you, we ended up leaving. Um, we went to the beach. Yes, people were like, oh my gosh, I went to the beach. Yes, we went to the beach. Did I want to go? No. Did I think it was a good idea? No. But I did think it was needed because we had to get away. Me and my wife had to leave um, because it was killing us. We, we were sitting there. I was depressed. She was depressed. And all we could do was sit and stare at each other. Um, nobody's hiring, so don't let anybody lie to you. And say, oh, well, there's all these jobs around here hiring. They are not. I put in so many applications in Summersville that it was ridiculous. And because I didn't know somebody, um, I was not hired. And the job I was working, uh, they didn't have, well, they had more hours other places. But my boss was kind of a jerk. Um, or, well, let me rephrase that. He's lazy. Uh <laughs> I called him and I said, man, I'm transferring to Boone County. Or I need to transfer to Boone County. I'm moving down there. Well, next thing I know, he's like, well, I got to transfer you. And I've already called and talked to the main office. And they was like, bro, all they got to do is call me and I could, cha I could change you out, transfer you there, put you on the schedule down there. I'm like... So I got upset with myself, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to go look for another job. And I found one. That's where I'm heading right now, in the Beckley. Um, i got to go do paperwork and stuff, and then um, from there, I'm going uh, to start work this week. So, Anyways, just be praying for me. I, it's been hard on our family. Um, we've got so many different things. We've got a project we're doing right now trying to get this trailer fixed I'm just like I'm really upset with a lot of things um, so we ended up moving into a trailer uh, here in Boone County and um, don't get me wrong it's totally a god awesome moment and it don't cost that much and you know everything's good but uh, I fell through the floor in the girls' room, so we got to repair the the floors are terrible. We got to get the floors fixed in there, and then uh, we're going to be working on that. And then we got to work on getting the flooring done, and then uh, get everything moved up here. That's one of the biggest things that I'm having issues with right now. Is we don't have the funds to move stuff up here um, or down here yeah but anyways we got to move uh, all our stuff from Summersville down to the house and I'm going to do it because I just, I just feel like God's we got a purpose down here um, Satan's really fighting us hard because we're getting hit every five minutes on stuff, but it's good. It's okay. 
God is good. So, but anyways, that's what's going on. That's what's been going on. Um, we're planning on taking time off of ministry. Like, we're not getting involved anywhere. We're just going to sit and enjoy life. And then from that, um, we're going to start a church, I think. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm waiting on God to see what he thinks. Um, we're going to start, hopefully, maybe start a church. Um, I know for, in the time being until it starts, we're going to be working on evangelism and stuff. We're going to go out into the community, kind of preach, and then um, reach people. That's what evangelists are. And I get aggravated with that as well. Like, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like the word evangelism is a, not a used word very well. And that's what an evangelist is, is to preach the gospel and bring people to the church. That's what evangelist's job is. Um, and uh, I find myself at times kind of getting upset because um, I'm like, guys, this is not what an evangelist does. Like, not just only revivals, not just preaching whenever the doors are needed to be preached in at the church but what the job of an evangelist is is to preach the gospel to people to bring them into the church and then from there the pastors you know equip them so I don't know but anywho I love you guys uh, I'm getting ready to hit oh Getting ready to hit the exit to go to Beckley, so that's going to be exciting. But anyways, I love you guys, and I'll talk to y'all later.